Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome to the last episode for 2022 of the Marketing with Confidence podcast. I'm wrapping up my digital confidence interview series. I've had an amazing array of women on the podcast over the last few months, and I wanted to pull together this episode as a TLDR. If you don't have time to listen to the outstanding interviews, this is a great summary of the highlights of what each interviewee brought to the table. Or if you're looking for an episode that you can listen to regularly when you're feeling a bit demotivated or like the challenges are getting too much to re-energize and re-motivate you. To kick off the series, I asked all my guests about how they felt about digital marketing when they started out. Here we'll hear from Kerry, Beck, Kemeny, Claudia and Marion about their thoughts about digital marketing when they first started. Kerry from Style Culture shares her beginnings in digital marketing. I was kind of pressured into starting a a Facebook page. And if we take a step back, I was actually pressured. I was doing this thing called work and (laughs) styling even before my website. And more and more people were saying to me, oh my gosh, you know, why do you not have a website? Why can't you reach a broader audience? And I'm Mm. like, okay, okay. My kids were still little. So it was working really well for me for a while. And once the website was up and running, I joined, um, I had joined Facebook previously, but I, I opened up my style, style culture Facebook page and I thought, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to gain a million followers in a day. <laughs> and, of course, that doesn't happen. And Facebook back then was very, very different, um, oh, all it. about, yeah, single single posts. I loved also hearing about Beck's reflections on ticking the boxes of the main digital marketing assets that were available at the time, but looking back now and wondering how effectively they were being used. Almost my digital journey is runs in parallel with my business journey and progression. And because I knew we were having this conversation, I reflected on it a little bit. And I think One of the things for me is that I really didn't have put much emphasis on digital marketing in the start of my business. You know, it's kind of strange in a way, but in the early days when I first started, which was seven years ago, and a lot has changed in seven years, right? But I think I ticked a few boxes. So I was like, well, yes, I should have a website. I think I had a Facebook page uh-huh. and it was probably somewhat undercooked. <laughs> <laughs> and I may even have written the occasional blog and that was really the extent of it. Yeah. So for, and I don't necessarily wear this as a badge of honor, but I do talk a lot about <laughs> how probably for like the first four or five years of my business, I probably didn't really put any emphasis on digital marketing, 
which is yeah. like sh- I can see the color draining from your face, Marianne. <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think there was any real reason for that. As a career marketer, my interview with Kimani was so interesting. She had quite a different perspective on digital marketing and shared her thoughts about starting out in digital marketing, which were really more about the access to results and data that as marketers we'd never seen before. You have to get your head used to, I guess, the terminology Mm. and what it all means. Yeah. It was exciting, though, because I remember it was extremely cost-effective. Yeah. And so you could play around with different campaigns, different ads, and you could test a whole bunch of things and have an audience that was also not very familiar. So the impact that you made was quite strong in that that area because everyone was still learning. Um, It still is quite cost-effective. Yeah. However, you know, there are a lot more people playing in Mm. this area. So, you know, you still have to be quite targeted and more strategic in terms of your approach in that respect. But, you know, it was really, really exciting because I also, you know, remember back in the day being able to see results that you don't traditionally get in other yeah. areas. Yeah. You know, advertising, like TV, viewership, print. I know. Print. You know, I, like you just who, who got to rely that? on that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Correct. then when you've got digital, you could actually say, wow, these people are seeing my ad. Yeah. They're interacting with it. Yeah. You know, especially if it was something specific with a core message yeah. to do something and they do it, you can actually yeah. see that. So that was really, really exciting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like the the data that is available to us. And Claudia shared her experience starting out in digital marketing when reach and engagement was so high and Facebook was thriving for business owners. Well, that was back in 2015. Wow. That was when Facebook was a real that was amazing. <laughs> it was like such a good tool. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. It could bring back 20, even like, yeah, 2014, 2015 Facebook. Yes. Honestly, we would all be uh, just thriving again. The amount, you know, I, I mean, I always laugh about what people, like what even, you know, myself, like what we used to share on Facebook, how we yeah. behave on Facebook, you know. The, you would comment, you would write whole essays to your friend in yeah. a comment on a whole different part. And now we sort of, you tag your friend's name. Yeah. Every single word. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And like I started posting back then and yeah. it's interesting how it's been that long. Yeah. Um, but that was when posts reached Everybody. Infinite, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't need to do any adverts. Um, I just had a whole bunch of people contacting me thanks to Facebook. And for Marion, coming from an academic and creative lens, coming into digital marketing was more around getting comfortable with what marketing is. Oh, it's funny. Um, I think coming, coming into business, well, coming into a profession kind of through the side door. Yeah. So my my career pre um, pre running my business, um, I was in academia for a while. I was working at an art gallery. 
Um, you know, I worked at a creative summer camp in the US. So I always had my finger in most creative pies. Um, and then it wasn't really until I seriously started to work as a copywriter in um, in the creative ag- agency landscape mm-hmm. that I started to actually understand what marketing is. Um, and so I kind of came into the job being like, I don't even know what that means. And then it's like, oh, it's just letting people know what you do and asking for sales. It's like, okay, cool. Um, on a very, very basic level, right? <laughs> um, so I had to first like come to terms with this idea of like, oh, I solve problems mm. um, as opposed to the the more creative, the more artistic way of thinking, which is like I I express things and I create spaces for people to understand and come to terms with things. Next, I asked my interviewees what their biggest challenge has been with digital marketing. It's no secret that for many business owners and marketing professionals, when they first are faced with digital marketing, it seems like an insurmountable challenge. There's so much noise, there's so much change that it can be hard to feel as clear on the steps to take and we can get a little bit intimidated by digital marketing. Here, Beck, Mel, Marion and Anita share what their biggest challenges were when they started out. There is that challenge of how do I make it work for me and make it feel authentic and then equally challenge myself that it's not just my mindset going, I'm not going to do this because <laughs> I won't be told or I won't. I don't want to show my face, so I'm not going to do this. So, so making sure that I am keeping a balance too. <laughs> so there is that authenticity piece. And then I think the thing for me as well is it's not the tech actually because mm. I, you know, in my line of work, I'm not yeah. too bad with the tech. Yeah. I think part of it is keeping up with trend. Yeah. It just feels like it's moving so fast all the yeah. time um that keeping pace with that yeah. is challenging mm. um and then just making sure that you are using all the opportunities but you know you feel like you just get to grips with one thing and then the next thing comes up <laughs> <laughs> like i had it all down pat <laughs> and then you threw it all away I know that a lot of listeners will probably resonate with a couple of the, with these two things the first is around confidence and visibility. So we all know that we need to put ourselves out there in order for our ideal client to first see us, uh, understand who we are, connect with us before we can then go on to nurture and convert them, right? So, but doing that, having the confidence and the courage to actually put yourself out there, it just takes a lot of work. And I've actually done a lot of work around this myself over the past 12 months and feel like, you know, I'm gradually stepping into that, but still every day it is a challenge. It is, you know, um, all of those inner mean girl thoughts that goes oh, around in our course. head. It's just I know. So rude. I think the word compulsion is definitely true because yeah. uh, you know we're all addicted. Like yeah. let's not let's not like pussyfoot around the issue. <laughs> we're, all, we're all addicted to being online, um, yeah. and it takes you know it's it takes a lot of effort to to step away and mm-hmm. to not be as available and to not be so vocal. You know because of that fear that if I stop talking, if I stop yeah. producing, that people will leave, which, you know what, like if we're being honest, like, yeah, people do forget because we're all busy and there's there's so much noise happening all the time. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, 
I think that there's, I, you know, I like the idea of just keeping a little bit of mystery <laughs> to yourself yeah. um, and about what you do and also taking care of yourself and understanding that, you know, you're more important than, you know, your mental health and your well-being is so much more important than keeping up with the Joneses. I had no idea what I was starting. I had, mm. I really had no idea what platforms. So obviously, we did mm. have a very strong presence in the Facebook group, but then I didn't know if we need a page. Why would yeah. we need a page when all the members signed the group? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we did start the page a lot later than the group. Yeah, and then we introduced the website, and that was a learning curve on its um, yeah in, on its own. And then we started Instagram. Yeah. But I had no idea. Why would you post something on Instagram if yeah. you already posted it on the page? <laughs> However, with Instagram, we find that a lot of the content is consumed by our members who are all also on the Facebook group as well. Mm. Even though they've seen the content elsewhere, yeah. they interact yeah. in a different way. And that's yeah. also worked really well. And then from then, we moved on to newsletter yeah. and email, which... I, again, because we had the group and because we had the website, I didn't think we will need an email. At that time, when we first started, I thought the email was so outdated. (laughs) But as we stand now, we get such a great open rate. Our community opens the emails, that the newsletters that we send because we send high-quality content. And it amazes me how open... How you can serve different parts of your community via the different mm. platforms as well. Yeah. And from beginnings and progress, working through challenges, I asked my guests how they felt about digital now. And I share three really interesting insights from Kimini, Claudia, and Anita. Kimini feeling really in control of digital. Claudia recognising that outsourcing is really her way forward and Anita sharing how the ever-evolving platform is something she'll continue to strive to keep up with. It's such an important piece of our business. Honestly, it continues to be such a focus for us and and we're still learning and trying to test and, and, and get insights, you know, daily with our activity. Um, The way, I mean, I love it. So, you know, the ability to be able to strategically target your audience, to identify effectiveness, to move them through the funnel is something that's hugely important for our business. And and like you were talking about before, data, I'm a data nerd as well. I always (laughs) understand what things mean. So, the fact that you can do that is, um, you know, it's something that's a huge positive when it comes to digital yeah. marketing. I feel I don't know enough. Yeah. And, um, I, I, like, it's it's just it's a whole different ball game, and it's not something I want to do yeah. <laughs> alone. I've got too yeah. much on my plate. So yeah. It's, um, this has gone into something that, like you guys do it for a living. Yeah. So it brings me frustration if yeah. I'm doing it on my own because, as you say, it always changes and I can't keep on top of the trends. So um, I feel empowered in the way that I understand there's other things to it. Yeah. Um, and, I look, I guess I could do it alone, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> things are involving and mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you have to keep 
on top of it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you get swept into um, completely either new platform or new era if the tools yeah. get changed and you're not familiar with what's happening. So um, definitely a lot more confident than those, you know, 10 years <laughs> ago when we first when we first started. But uh, there is still yeah. a world out there that um, oh. uh, I... I'm not familiar with and not really, I don't, and I don't, it's one of those things where I'm comfortable with where we are in terms mm. of the Inner Mums community. One of my favorite discussions throughout this interview series was the biggest learning that each person went through. Although digital challenges can, as I said before, seem so frustrating and so insurmountable, the learnings that people come away with when they persist when they seek help, when they find their own version of authenticity and when they invest in themselves are huge and can help you turn digital into something you loathe or into something that's completely ineffective into the backbone of your marketing strategy that can give you the most cost-effective results for your business. So I'm sharing learnings from Kerry, Beck, Kimini, Claudia and Anita that I thought summed up the journey I see clients and colleagues go on with their digital marketing. Sometimes you have to say no is yeah. one of my biggest learnings, but yeah. running my own digital marketing, sometimes you you really do have to find the money if you're just starting out. I've been doing this for a bit or if you're going through hard times as many creatives experienced, um, excuse me, during the two years of COVID, uh, you just have to find the time, the money to seek help. What I hear all the time is this thread, this vernacular around oh well you've got to embrace digital you need to do the reels and do the lives and show up because that's you being your authentic self but for me at the moment I really wrestle with that because I think there's a bit of a paradox yeah in the idea that you need to use those tools to be authentic but I think for me sorry I don't want to offend anyone here (laughs) but the ways that they are commonly used at the mm. moment are so inauthentic. That's such a great like, point. Yeah. Miming, who mimes? Miming is not an authentic thing. <laughs> the only person that can mime with any level of authority is Charlie Chaplin. He did it well and no one else should be doing it. <laughs> and we can't have that moustache anymore, so that's out. Um, but well, No, I agree. Yeah, like it's such a valid point. And to be honest, I haven't reflected on it in that way before. But, yeah, we're saying show up authentically, but if it feels completely inauthentic for you to dance on a reel, for God's sake, don't dance on a reel. Even for the other side, you were talking about the privacy. It's like if I'm a 25 to 35-year-old gardener, <laughs> I want to be Bring it on. gardening <laughs> thing, you know? So that's true. <laughs> that's no, the benefit there. Oh, I know. It's like do you ever... um. You know, like you want to buy, say, like Father's Day is coming out, want to buy something for my husband. Just go and do one little I search that. on the thing yes. and then just wait for the ad. Serve me. Serve me <laughs> everything I need. Give, 
Don't make me Google it. I'm no. seed. Remarket me. <laughs> exactly. I, I've seen I've seen an ad and then it's disappeared. And then so I've looked up like green dress. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm just waiting for that ad to come back to me. Fishing for it. Send me that ad you sent me before. But I'm all for it. Um, it's that it takes time. Yeah. That we shouldn't change anything yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, and that there's a you can target a new audience, but you can retarget the, the yeah. audience that already clicked on things. Yeah. Um so that's been a really good learning and just um the whole integrated thing mm. of really looking at all aspects yeah. instead of having a leaky bucket. I think it became more comfortable with not knowing what to do when I started to invest in myself a little bit and to be a little bit more open as to you cannot know everything. However, you do have to be open to learn and to understand how different platforms Mm. work and also to read all the insights and the feedback you get based on (laughs) uh, what time you post, what content you post. And based on that, you can then learn and plan your, your, your future content. Each guest shared their advice to business owners looking to increase their digital confidence. I'll let you hear from Kerry Keemany, Mel Claudia, Marion and Anita with their tip for what you should be doing. If you can find the resources or the finances to get help mm. and to, the most important part will be to find someone that you connect with. There's a lot of digital marketing and digital help and digital resources out there available. You just go on Instagram and there's, you know, 50,000 people Mm. posting, you know, in a 24-hour period telling you how to control your reels, what to post and what to do. But I think finding the person that will listen connect with your business and genuinely want to help you and yeah. uh, not not make you just a number yeah. give me your money and you know go and do it or here's a paid here's a paid course yeah. that's going to give you results continue and grow and get your hands dirty so yeah. like I, I mean I have said it throughout but my way of learning is by doing in a company of this size yeah. you kind of have to but it's it's fun. You, you know, it's exciting to be able to do things and pull levers and see immediate results. But secondary to that would be to constantly learn by signing up and doing courses, attending yeah. workshops. You know, I think you, you always need to be proactive in wanting to learn. And, you know, if you are in a, an organisation similar to Total Image, mm. you can get some key takeouts and be able to implement them straight away into your strategy and see yeah. if they work or not. And so it's not, you know, taking something that you've learned and kind of putting it into a campaign that's a year away. You can, yeah. you can include it in now. So, yeah, definitely getting your hands dirty. Yeah. Definitely always growing in terms of, you know, learning what's actually happening in the digital space because it's constantly evolving. It's constantly yeah. changing. Yeah. Better love to do things, right? Yeah. Always. <laughs> when you, when when you on exactly. So, you know, if you want to know, then you need to seek out that information. 
I think it'll just go back to exactly what we've been talking about this entire uh, episode, and that is really understanding who you are. And when you um, understand that we are all in the market of um, content creation, we are all content creators at heart, um, and we need to be for our businesses to be successful. But as soon as we really step into exactly who we are and we feel that confidence, um, everything changes. Everything changes in terms of the ease everything changes in terms of you know the visibility and um, just creating that powerful content will really make a difference to your business 100%. Firstly the word that stuck with me was patience that you said (laughs) patience and um, having someone that you feel can lead you yeah um, looking at all the necessary details the whole integration yeah so not just looking at the specific font or the message look at everything I think it kind of comes back to finding your voice Mm. I think that's a hugely underrated uh thing to possess yeah um because if you do and you know there's so many things that are connected to this idea of voice it's not just what you say it's how you say it it's what, you know, it's it's the message, it's the why behind the what, mm. you know, getting clear on um, on all the things that you want to stand for and then also taking the time to develop your creative ideas um, by connecting all those dots in you in exciting ways because if you don't take the time to do that, um, yeah, you just you become another lemming <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's not what anybody wants because it's not satisfying and you don't feel seen. And business is a huge opportunity to to really let your freak flag fr- fly high. So, um, and I'd love, yeah, I'd love to see more of that happening um, and less of the lemmings jumping off cliffs. In this day and age, you need to always be on top of your game and always know what's happening, particularly in the digital marketing um, industry. Marianne, you would know this more, but <laughs> that'll be your advice as opposed to anybody else or all the business owners out there. It is so important to make sure that you are keeping up with all the changes that are happening um, on all the different platforms. Beautiful. And not just as a business owner, I think as an individual. I can't thank my six guests in the Digital Confidence interview series enough. And if you wanted to hear my piece of advice for business owners looking to increase their digital confidence, it would be to get really clear on your strategy first. Setting the foundations of why you're using the digital marketing channels you're using, how you plan to use them, and who you're trying to talk to will mean you'll have more informed decisions and more tactical content rather than getting caught up in fads that may come and go. Absolutely always keep learning, read, take in new information, and think about how it then applies to your strategy. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. We're all learning as business owners and, you know, making a mistake or using a strategy that wasn't great or posting something without a caption or doing an Instagram reel or going live and and not knowing how to stop the live. They're all learnings and they all contribute to finding your confidence to create meaningful marketing. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast this year, and I hope you enjoyed not only each individual interview, but this wrap-up interview to give you the motivation you need to get back into your digital marketing. I look forward to joining you in 2023 with a new interview series, 
as well as regular episodes of the Marketing with Confidence podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.